being a human is fucking awesome. Like it is wild. It is a wild experience. Even like deep depressive experiences. If you can look at that in a way where it's like, whoa, this is something that I've never done before. I've never felt this sad before. I've never felt this numb before. That is, and then, and then it shifts what the experience is. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, a podcast of exploration, vulnerability, and curiosity, in which I seek to bring more understanding and compassion to the human experience. Okay, hi everyone. Um, Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to be here today with my friend Deidre Lee. Um, We are kind of just kind of have a conversation. We like talked a little bit. And when I say a little bit, I just mean like a very little bit, a few words um, about what we're going to talk about. So I'm really excited um, to kind of see where it goes. Um, Deidre, do you want to introduce yourself or like say anything that you do or let the the people know who you are? Yeah. Okay. People (laughs) listen up. (laughs) Hi, I'm Deidre Lee. Um, I do a bunch of different stuff, I guess. Um, I always struggle with this question. And I think Damn. it's so funny I know, I feel so like, what do yeah. you do? I know, so I like, feel, <laughs> <laughs> when I asked it, I was like, I don't know. But I just, but you do, like, you do coaching, you, you do clowning, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. improvising. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, and I'm hoping that one day I find a way to like, bring them all into communion. Cause that sounds so fun to me. Um, that would be cool. I am a personal mindset and, or a personal development and mindset coach. Um, I'm a yoga teacher. I am a human being first and foremost, <laughs> yes. really, truly. <laughs> um, I'm a clown. Uh, I, I've recently embraced that I'm a fool. Um, cool. that was something that I really been avoiding for my whole life like no I'm not a fool I'm never a fool but like really I'm such a fool (laughs) so I fully embrace that or I'm starting to fully embrace that um but yeah for for my career um I coach that's my like biggest most fun passion right now um always with the addendum of like right now because yeah yeah always in flux and changes and for sure um, and my artistic side is performer um uh painter pianist I like to say that I'm a pianist even though like I've only been playing for a couple of years (laughs) (laughs) only do like very little but but you know I'm I I'm still trying you know that's what's important anyway hi I feel like, yeah, I mean, I love everything that you just said, just because I feel like I also have that exact same struggle of always trying to define what I do, like for the purpose of answering that question of what do you do? And I'm also always like doing a million things and like trying a million things and most everything. I'm like not that good at it. So I'm like, (laughs) it's like a weird that like brings up all this like identity stuff and labels and like, how do we think about ourselves? 
which I think is really interesting. The fool thing you mentioned is interesting. Did that kind of come about from the improvising and the clowning and stuff or is that separate? It came about, it came about from, uh, family dynamics of like, um, (laughs) of, of always feeling like the dumb one in the family and then like, like really fighting to be like, I'm not, I'm not, I am, I'm smart. I'm smart. Um, and then after that, um, a deep trauma in high school when like the guy that I really liked, um, and my best friend were secretly dating. And the whole time I'm like gushing to her about like how much I like this guy and like nobody telling me. And then like finding out during lacrosse practice and everyone's there. And it was just like, ah, like shattering. Um, And then being like, they made me into a fool. And it's just like, it's, you know, from then on really trying to like push it away, push it away, push away. And you know, when you, what you resist persists, it rhymes. That's how you know that that's true. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so constantly like creating these different scenarios in my life where like I'm trying so hard to not be the fool but like every time I'm creating it more and more that I am the fool because I just need to accept like I am a fool sometimes I'm a fool sometimes I'm like awesome and like the coolest person around but like also sometimes I'm really such an idiot you know (laughs) oh my god I mean Actually, it's that a similar situation happened to me with a guy that I liked that my friend was secretly dating. And I want to say that's not our fault. (laughs) If they don't say anything, (laughs) then it's not, but we're the one who feels like an idiot. Yeah, totally. (laughs) It's not fair. I bet you could like leave that situation being like, I'm good. I'm good in this situation. (laughs) No, you felt like an idiot because you were like, telling your friend about how much you like this guy and why didn't they tell us that's what I am like the most confused about we're idiots but they're assholes (laughs) yes yes (laughs) which I'm also an asshole sometimes too right (laughs) oh well um so what you were had kind of mentioned to me to talk about you mentioned pride Mm. which I thought was really interesting I think that concept is fascinating so I'm in general so I'm really curious to hear like what you've been thinking about it what you've been thinking about it yeah that's the sentence um the other thing you mentioned was um like practice practice, which I also Mm -hmm. um had I had a when in my conversation with Vivek we talked about um like discipline and like devotion. So I don't know if like those two things kind of like come into that. So I'm super, yeah. So I'm really curious about like all of these things. What, um, let's go with like, whatever you're feeling is like the most in the forefront of your mind, I guess. Yeah. Let's start with practice because then we can lead into pride because pride can be a practice for sure. Like, I mean, I think of everything as practice. Um, and you know, our our habitual patterns, the things that just like the, that we just do without thinking about them are practices that we have done to such an extent that we don't even notice when we're doing them. So like the way our thought patterns are practices mm-hmm. that have turned to habituations. 
And that can be good and bad. Like the efficiency of habituation is wonderful, but the, the difficulty comes in when perhaps your habitual patterns don't really serve you anymore. You know, we do some, like when we do something, we, we've done it for a reason. It served something, right? But we can outgrow the usefulness of whatever practice it is. And so, you know, if we begin to look at how we live our lives, you know, how you walk is a practice. You can practice walking a different way. And, you know, the, the ability to tweak and change things I think by by having that awareness of like, oh, I'm I'm just practicing, take some of the pressure away. Um, and like you mentioned discipline and discipline in the sense, and I think that it stands to be clarified of like, you know, there's such a negative connotation around discipline sometimes, like punishment, right? Versus discipline of showing up every day and like really committing to something. Um, and that's something that like my brain is only over the past few years, really <laughs> coming to terms with. Um, and it's funny, I'm in my mid thirties that it's like, I'm just coming to terms with like, oh, like I am in control <laughs> <laughs> and like punishing myself to the extent of like, I don't know, in my 20s like a fad diet or something like that mm -hmm. like the 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 discipline that would come in for that versus the discipline of like knowing and acknowledging what is good for me and healthy for me mm -hmm. um that's just been really interesting I think yeah so how did you start to like come into thinking about practice as like a way of life or like, why is it on your mind, particularly right now? Or is it always? It's always, um, I think that yoga really developed that as a muscle in my mind. Um, the, the practice of yoga and just having teachers who really spoke on the fact that like, this is a whole journey and we're getting up onto our mats and every day we practice it, you know, it's not, there's no end goal. And from that messaging, it was just kind of clear, like, that's just life. Like, <laughs> we may have goals in our life of like, oh, I really would like to accomplish this and this and this, but um, there is no end until the day you die. And then that's just like a different journey altogether, you know, or maybe not altogether, but it's just a different part of the human experience. And you can practice dying. How you die can be a practice. You know, it's like, wow. I know it's, it's, that's kind of a trippy thought, um, but like, you just lay on your bed and you're like, here I go. Okay. Yeah. Here, here I go. <laughs> well, I mean, dying itself, oftentimes it's, it's this journey, right? So if you are lucky enough to get to old age, or if you have a long um, illness that leads to death, there is a practice in dying. And it's a, and it's a, you know, it's a journey to, until, you know, the next journey begin, begins. Um, Ram Dass's book, Walking Each Other Home, uh, is really interesting in that way where he's talking, he's really talking about his own death, his own approaching death. Um, and just, you know, his, and also his journey of 
helping others to die. Mm. You know, that has been, that was a lot of his work was being with the dying, Mm. um, which also really interests me um, as a, as an exploration. But yeah, so like, really, you can look at anything in your life. Your relationships are a practice. You practice how you communicate with people and you can adjust those things. You can practice vulnerability. And that's one of the things in my coaching that comes up a lot is like, okay, well, vulnerability is difficult and you can choose to practice it in the moment of the confrontation of like, oh, I have to open my heart a little bit to this person okay, I'm going to practice softening. I'm going to practice saying the thing that's intimate and scary. And I'm going to practice being with myself if the way that it's received is not my ideal response. Hmm. Yeah, when we were working together, I was practicing trust and still am. And Mm -hmm. I feel like in a way that is very, like I feel like to trust is also like a very vulnerable experience and it's maybe not necessarily vulnerable with like another person, but it's like vulnerable with like the universe. And like, I feel like that (laughs) in a similar way, it's like similar to the dying thing, which I think about as, you know, to practice dying would be like to practice detaching really. And like to practice being okay with loss and to being okay with also like where we are not, um, yeah, it's so interesting because it's like this. I was just thinking, like in the beginning of what you were saying about, and it, it all is, you know, it, it feels like we're talking about different things, but it really also feels like it's one thing, which is like also this journey versus destination thing. And I feel like even saying, mm. you know, it's not, it's the journey, not the destination, is still like an assumption of a destination in a way. Right. right. And it's like, but that right. actually like doesn't even exist. When you, when it really right. comes down to it, it's like a mirage. It's just the journey. It's just, it's just journey. the journey. <laughs> there is no yeah. destination. <laughs> it's yeah. not even not about it. It just like doesn't exist. Well, if you think about it, like from a physics standpoint, mm-hmm. energy is neither created nor destroyed. An object in motion or, or energy in motion will remain in motion unless enacted upon by an equaler greater value right and so it's like okay so my energy is going 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 and then I I die and I don't know what that disruption does but it goes Mm -hmm. somewhere it either goes you know maybe maybe I start living in reverse maybe we all (laughs) Benjamin Button I don't know I haven't been there yet (laughs) well that would be crazy (laughs) could be could be (laughs) yeah that I, I mean, I think like, I, I feel like that concept is just like hard to wrap yeah. like the mind around, <laughs> like it's hard to, yeah, I don't it's hard to not human yeah. brain has the capacity totally. Mm-hmm. And that's where the trust comes in. Mm. It's like billions and billions and maybe gazillions. I don't know how many people have lived before me and they've all died. They've all done it and they've been fine. <laughs> they're we just think. dead. <laughs> and none of them well, even bothered dead. to tell us what it no. was like. Yeah, rude, really, when you think about it. <laughs> Assholes, just like 
our best friends. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I'll come back and tell you guys for sure. I will definitely. You. Yeah, no problem. We can podcast. <laughs> I get there and it's so fun, and then yeah. I get to like you know that probably is you what get happens. caught up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got caught up in the afterlife. I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk when you get here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then you'll see how why I got so caught up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's like such a different like way of living. And and so like let's go back to this idea of practice. Like what is that I mean, what have you found for yourself and for clients of like what does that really look like whatever it is? Like does that mean showing up every day to do something? Does it just mean like being mindful of like anytime, you know, you find yourself in this kind of like situation in which, you know, you can practice the thing that you're trying to practice or I'm guessing it like looks different. I mean, in my experience, it looks different depending on like what the goal is, but. I mean, all of those steps are a different practice, right? Mm -hmm. So like mindfulness, becoming aware of past habitual patterning is a practice Mm -hmm. and then the opportunity to practice something new is a practice and then Mm -hmm. actually following through and practicing it that's the practice and so it's like usually the the pattern that I've found with clients is uncovering like what is the what is kind of the the overarching story that is causing the majority of disruption And let's like polish the lens a little bit so that we can like really clearly see what this story is. Acknowledge that it's just a story, that it is Mm. just thought pattern that you have created yourself, that you've accepted from others. And then decide like, I would like to shift this. Mm. And so then then comes the kind of mundane and tedious and banal work of the practice of recognizing as frequently as you can, oh, the story is here. Mm. Oh, I'm living through this story. Oh, I'm doing these actions because of my story. And then in in recognizing and becoming aware, then you have the beautiful little opportunity when you're in the moment and you recognize and you're like, oh, I'm inside the moment. (laughs) Now I get to practice what I think is the right way for my soul to continue on, mm-hmm. you know, really what I'm, what I'm ha- trying to help people do is like, what lights you up? Like, what's the, we're, we are only on this planet in this body for hopefully at least a hundred years. And that's a really small amount of time. If we think about like the scope of time and you know, what makes your soul sing? What, what shoots you in a rocket to the moon? Like what's so fun? (laughs) What is like the, the shiniest, sparkliest, most exciting expression of you, um, that we can uncover and and live from because like, fuck, why not? (laughs) Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Good. We said assholes like a hundred times already. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We said, a hundred times well like three times <laughs> I like it I like it um yeah there's uh, I was thinking recently like a habit is really just a thought that you keep acting on which is like what you're saying of you keep having this story so you keep making choices 
based on the story being true. And it's like pretty simple. Like in some way it's like, like that's annoying to realize because we like live as though our perception and stories are real. (laughs) And so to recognize like, oh no, I'm literally just telling myself a story and living my entire life based on that is in a way like, um, like disappointing, (laughs) you know? Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. (laughs) But I think the exciting thing about it is it shows how powerful you are. Mm. Like when I help to like uncover for someone, like, look, look at all that you've created. Look at how much you believe you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. Look at how like strong your brain is yeah. that it keeps coming back to this story. Yeah. You know, I'm bad. I'm unlovable. I'm this, I'm that. Okay. Your brain is so strong that it, that it has created this world for you where that's true. Yeah. What if we use that same strong brain? We use that same, like you already have the capacity to create that. So let's create something that's better than that. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you, when you begin to realize like your imagination, how strong your imagination is, um, but then you can like biohack it, (laughs) which I think is such a dumb word, but I, (laughs) I feel so dumb saying it, but, but you can biohack yourself and, you know, then become like this superhuman. It's great. Like you can choose to like decide like oh I'm going to be the happiest version of myself I'm going to figure out all of the ways that I am so happy that I feel so good and everything's wonderful and great and you can do that yeah totally yeah it's really I feel like and that's not of the no go ahead well I was just gonna say it's sometimes I hear people talking about like concentrating on the good things and blah 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 and it's not to say like good vibes only Mm-hmm. But it is to become aware of like being a human is fucking awesome. Like it is wild. It is a wild experience. Even like deep depressive experiences, if you can look at that in a way where it's like, whoa, this is something that I've never done before. I've never felt this sad before. I've never felt this numb before. That is. And then, and then it shifts what the experience is, as opposed to just numbness, just sadness. Mm -hmm. You can, you can be in awe Mm -hmm. of how big the experience is or how negative or, or minus or, or non-existent the experience is. Like, that's pretty cool. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I love that adding in the awe and like the curiosity into like the experience. I was doing that a lot over the last couple months where, cause I was just, I was like having these like most painful emotions and it started to be like, you know, it was like a mix of like, I'm trying to control it. I'm trying to fix it. I'm trying to whatever. And then, but then like every once in a while, I would just be like, this is like actually crazy. Like this is actually like I, yeah. I, I can't believe this is like what it is to be human. Like, yeah. yeah, it just becomes this. Yeah. Like if you could kind of separate yourself from it, it's interesting that we're talking about story today too, because actually last night I had a dream that I was like 
sharing with a group of people like the story I was literally like telling them a story of my history with like guys and like Mm -hmm. specifically like this one guy in high school who was like my first like real heartbreak I would say yeah and but I was kind of starting from the beginning and it was so interesting because I like I literally had like a little book (laughs) of pictures I was like showing them and they weren't even pictures of what I was talking about there they were just pictures of like me as a child as I was like telling oh this story and like then Mm. I had a crush on this boy and then like this happened and this is how I was and this is how people perceived me and it was so interesting like when I woke up I was like wow like how on the nose is that like (laughs) to to really show me like you are telling yourself stories (laughs) like you're telling yourself stories you're telling everyone else stories you're living like like you know you're just saying this story over and over and it was just like the story and I was like let me tell you this story like and so it was like so obvious that it was you know, a story in the dream. And I know that it is, um, but also just how much I've like told that story. Um, yeah. yeah and it and was, it's, the, yeah. it's, it's coming to awareness. Like that's, that dream is such a gift because it's yeah. your subconscious being like, we know, right. Right. Remember, don't forget, don't forget yeah. this is a story. And like, you are in, you're the one holding the story. I'm literally you're in control yeah. of like telling this retelling and telling and telling the story. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, right. So now I have the responsibility. Like, this is why like becoming this is, I think this is why so many people are scared of their own power. And I, I think the more and more I become aware of my own powers and strengths, like I realize, like, oh, I think for a long time I was really scared of it, um, but not in an in a conscious aware kind of way. Um, because I remember hearing people talking about like, oh, you're scared of success or blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I'm like, I don't think that that's me. Like, I don't think that that's me because that doesn't sound true at all. Yeah. Now realizing like, as you recognize how powerful you are, you have so much more responsibility Mm. because you're, because then you really are in the driver's seat of your life. And it's like, I'm telling myself all of these stories. Am I going to continue doing that? Am I going to, now that I am awake to it, now that the light has been shown on it, I can't turn it off. Like, I don't get to be like, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that I'm telling myself stories. No, you are. And you know that you are. And then every time that you come back into the remembering of it, then it's like, oh, this is part of that story. Mm -hmm. And now I have the very real responsibility and opportunity to change the story because really that story just isn't true yeah totally and I feel like you don't even well I don't know what your experience is with clients but I feel like in a way it's like you don't even have to come up with like a different story like the story doesn't necessarily need to be replaced it just needs to be seen and like acknowledged and yeah right (laughs) and then atrophy right so like you can you can notice the story and notice the thought patterning and then go, nope, I'm -hmm. not engaging in that story anymore. And Mm -hmm. as you do that time and time and time again, you are letting that story atrophy because it just, it doesn't build anymore. Yeah. That's where that practice comes in. Mm -hmm. I feel, I feel like this is so, and I guess like I recommend to anyone listening if they haven't, which I feel like people do see this all the time with people that, you know, like that's, I feel like seeing other people tell themselves stories that I know are not true 
like my friends, you know, cause you can right. just people that you're around all the time. You can just see the stories that they're telling because you can see their patterning and you can see yeah. them getting into the same situations over and over again and like having the same response to it and things like that. And I feel like that is such a gift to like be able to see that because in seeing it in someone else you can like recognize that you're definitely also doing that um and you can kind of see how it works too and observing it with other people where you're just like oh this person thinks this about themselves and so they respond to these situations like in this particular way like and you can see it's like directly related and you're like oh because a lot of times it's easier to see in someone else because you don't have the same stories that they do you don't have the same you don't have the triggers yeah Yeah. So it's like, you can just see, oh, that's like clearly not true. But with yourself, if there is something like shame or, you know, like these are, it's hard to sometimes see beyond that. um, Yeah. Without, you know, unless you're really practicing and being intentional about it. Yeah. And, and from that awareness of, of like externally seeing it in other people, you can, you can feel the compassion you have for others. Mm -hmm. And also just like the deep understanding of like, oh, like when you understand what the story is and you have your own personal experience, you can be like, oh, of course, this is my story. Mm -hmm. Like, these are all the, if we go back to physics, like these are all the things, these are all the, you know, steps that have led to this story. And then it's just encouraged itself, encouraged itself, encouraged itself. And so of course, this is where my story is. I don't have to be judgmental to myself about like, oh, why do you have this story? Oh, it's so, it's so gross. Right. It's so shameful. <laughs> it's like, no, you just have it. And like, it's just the, the reality of the situation is this is the story that you have. And so fighting that is pointless because it, it's true. <laughs> like, it, you know, the truth is you have this story and, you know, you, I also don't think that you need to go and figure out like, why do I have this story? You can just land on the fact of like, Oh, I have this story. I have this story that I'm unlovable. And so like, I don't need to figure out, Oh, it's because mommy did this or daddy did that or whatever. It's just like, oh, I have the story of I'm unlovable. I can unravel this story. Mm-hmm. And I can say that that's not actually a truth. That's not like a an absolute truth of like <laughs> the universe is this person is unlovable, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think it takes also a lot of like vulnerability or I, I've noticed to kind of mm. step beyond the story that you have because whatever story you have, even if it's hurting you, <laughs> you know, or it's like causing... Yeah hardship in your life like at least it's familiar and there's something that's very comforting about that and so to step beyond it it's like I've noticed just in times where it's like okay this is like I'm really doing something that I've not done before I'm really reacting in a way that I've not reacted before like sometimes that can feel really like okay I guess I'm just gonna do this thing that's like totally unfamiliar and like hope that it's better than last time (laughs) like you know than the other way that I've been responding to things so I feel like there's some like also practicing of just like stepping into a new territory that needs to happen yeah one of one of the mantras that I had for many years and that I encourage clients to have is get comfortable being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. um that is where growth happens is in the discomfort you know you're not gonna you're not gonna grow if you don't get uncomfortable because Mm -hmm. the the idea of growth is is creating you know intentional stress in a way that is useful Mm -hmm. um and I was thinking like while you're talking about like the vulnerability of trying something new and and the comfortability of like 
repeating all of these habitual practices. Um, it's because humans, we love to be able to predict. We like mm. to know what's going to happen so that we can protect ourselves because God forbid the bad thing comes and hurts us again. But the more you can allow yourself to exist through the discomfort, the more trust you grow in yourself of like, okay, even if the bad thing does happen again, whatever that bad thing is, the big heartbreak or the, you know, I don't know, getting fired or I don't know what bad things are anymore because I'm so perfect. Now, um, <laughs> but even if the bad thing comes and happens yeah. again, I, I've got myself and yeah. I know that I'm fine. I know that everything's okay and better than okay because each time the, the discomfort comes I have the opportunity to like be with it and then build my trust even stronger like what a great opportunity mm -hmm. I'm going to take that every time mm -hmm. yeah I love that so you, and how does pride come into this or is that like a separate conversation or like yeah, is it I a separate we, I mean uh, pride like uh I could I could parlay this over to pride <laughs> this is my improv ready do a little bit of um, weaving here <laughs> weaving yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. well I mean okay so pride as a practice itself um yeah. you know I think I think that there is a habitual thought process in all of humanity that pride is bad I think oh, the majority of I think in society pride is bad you know it's the seven deadly sins Oh, you know. that's so interesting. I never really thought of it. Wait, can you like define yeah. how, like just give your definition of pride? Okay, so I think that, I think for me, pride is a, um, I've never defined this, this is great. Um, it is a sense of self and a, I can't define it with using the word pride. Um, <laughs> this and is a like a game. It's like, yeah, no, yeah, you yeah. lose points if you say pride. Yeah, it's a, it's a feeling that one has where it's, uh, you know, a joy, a delight um, in self and, and trust there. I think trust is mm. woven into that too. Um, but I think that societally there is, um, like hubris comes in to pride so much, like mm -hmm. overly confident, overly proud, such to a point where you're like diminishing others. Um, but I think pride and humility can exist at the same time. I don't think that they're mutually exclusive. Um, and I, but I, I have experienced um, like in, in my growing up in the Catholic church, I remember feeling like I wasn't allowed to be proud of things. I wasn't allowed to like point out successes and like celebrate them. And even in my family dynamics, I've realized like my parents aren't really the people to call when I'm looking for the reflection of awesome. Hooray. Like I used to always seek out my mom's like her, I'm proud of you. And mm -hmm. I, wouldn't get that because like in grade school, if you got less than a 90, that was a problem. But if you got more than a 90, it wasn't celebrated. It was it just was expected. Like, expected. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, oh, okay. So as I got older and I'm navigating my life and 
I took a very different path, I think, than my siblings and the youngest. And um, I took a very different path. Everybody <laughs> else got jobs that are like, you know, job jobs where you, you work for a guy and whatever. They can answer the question, what do you do easily? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they easily, they know exactly <laughs> what they do. Um, <laughs> and so I remember like navigating through life and like when I would have these these successes, I remember calling up my mom and being like, oh, and this happened and da, da, da. And it would just be like, okay. And I was like, no, <laughs> it happened again. <laughs> oh my God. That is so fun. We have like opposite moms. I like, I would just be like, oh, I like ate lunch or something. And she's like, that's amazing. Like round of applause <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. That's really sweet. But I found, I found, you know, my, my really good friend Cruz is like, I, I said when uh, within the first few years of knowing him, I was like, I think you were my mother in a different life. He has just (laughs) such a like mommy energy Mm -hmm. where he just delights in everything I do. He just, he, he celebrates it all. And so then I adjusted and I started calling him when I was looking for that pump up. Yeah. Um, and you can then, call my mom too, if you want. Okay, good. Perfect. <laughs> but I started, but recently I've started developing my own sense of pride. Yeah. So it's not even looking for this external validation where it's like, I'm really proud of myself. I really love the work that I do. I really love the person that I am. I love how curious I am. I love that. Like, you know, I, I also give myself so much time to just explore and have ease in my life. And I'm not, I'm not of this like push energy. I really am just like proud that I'm like, I'm a human and that's plenty. Like, (laughs) yeah, well, I'm so curious about this because I would love to get to a place where I feel proud of that. Like with my own self, I feel like currently I'm still in the fighting uh, like the shame about that. <laughs> so it's like yeah, almost like there the opposite. Is so shame, right? But like, so um, I'm curious, like when you are proud of yourself, because I guess I'll just, so I had a conversation, I'm probably opening this up maybe too, too it. big, but I had a conversation at this point, like many, I feel like anytime I'm trying to figure out like when something happened today, someone asked me like, oh, when did you get those shoes? And it was like two years ago, but I was like, probably like three or four because like COVID just, it was actually so long that I like, don't even right. know like how it fits in. But anyway, yeah. so a few years ago, I was having um, a conversation or sort of witnessing a conversation between my step-sibling and uh, my stepmom, And they were talking about pride as it relates to like queerness, you know, because obviously mm, yes. that's also, I think what people think of when they hear pride. Right. And my stepmom was kind of saying, well, I don't understand, like, I'm not proud to be a woman because I just like was born a woman. So there's not like, I don't understand feeling like pride about that. It's not like I did anything. Um, She's like, I feel proud. I think (laughs) maybe I'm remembering this conversation totally wrong, but uh, I think she was more like, well, I feel proud of like my business because like I put effort into that and I created it myself. Um, And then my step-sibling was kind of talking about pride you know like the kind of the other side of that of like being proud to be gay or being proud to be like queer in whatever way Mm -hmm. and I thought that was kind of like an interesting because it it brings up this thing of like what 
where does pride come from? And so I feel like, and you also saying, oh, I'm proud to be, to give myself, you know, space to explore and to be in wonder or Mm -hmm. to, you know, just experience the world. Or I'm proud of, um, you know, just like the way that you are in life or like how happy you are or like anything like that. It's like, that's so interesting. Like where, like, where does pride come from if you were to try to like yeah. kind of like break it down into the minutes yeah so that that conversation that you witnessed and even relating it back to my pride in in these things that are kind of just maybe innate um I think it has to do with um an element of struggle hmm. right so like pride in uh in blackness in queerness mm-hmm. in um uh, uh, coming out of poverty, things like that. Yeah. It's like, well, that's a, that's a something that you really worked on, but things that like are innately you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that relates to how society as a whole, perhaps like has kind of a dampening on the thing. Right. And so it's like, well, I've survived this kind of like closing in of mm. society and and despite that kind of yeah. small mindedness, I'm I am this, and you yeah. know what? I'm proud I'm this, even yeah. though it's been difficult to be it. Right, right. I think so. That's there's where like that lives. Yeah, there's like a reaction to it, or it's or in response in a way of like right. to being. And I think some people do feel like proud to be women because I feel yeah. like obviously it's not the same as it's not the same kind of like it's all um, different because it's all different experiences but um there's that relativeness to Mm -hmm. to being male I guess right um right which I guess is that (laughs) just the 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 pinnacle of success (laughs) well one day I will be a white man I am we can all be proud when we're when we're white men (laughs) that's when we can really be proud But like, like, you know, and and not to diminish white men because they also struggle with pride. There's plenty of them that struggle with pride. And I think just like, you know, the practice of pride, um, you know, we can look at, you know, when you're, when you're looking for all this external validation, there is probably a lack of pride happening. And, um, the the need or desire for external validation comes from a lack of self-satisfaction. And the more you can bring in self-satisfaction, the more you can um, have appreciation of self, gratitude, um, uh, you create like this internal validation that you, you start to not really need that external thing. And that's where like pride kind of lives Mm. where it's like, ah, okay. Yeah. Like I've given myself all of these gifts and I've worked for things and I've, you know, I'm proud of the practice of learning to be proud, you know? And I think that pride is also a stepping stone towards more growth and towards, um, allowing yourself to dream of what you would like, what, you know, what feels like it would be really fun to do, Mm -hmm. you know, um, dreaming was a practice that I didn't have. I didn't allow myself to like 
dream of like, well, what would you like? (laughs) What would you like life to be like? It wasn't, it was so foreign to me. Mm. Like the, the idea of, of manifesting was like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Like, what does that mean to, to, or like goal setting felt so weird. I was like, why am I doing it? Like, why don't I just, just like keep living my life and it'll, it'll figure out right versus okay now I'm like really proud of myself and because I have that pride I'm like oh I can dream of bigger things and I can work towards more things I think it gives a deeper trust a stronger sense of self less need for this like am I doing it right is it Mm -hmm. good kind of thing yeah yeah it's interesting as you're talking about it I'm kind of imagining like oh what if I was just like proud of everything that I do and am or whatever and it's sort of like this question of also I was thinking can you be proud of yourself if you're if it hasn't been a struggle like can you or can you Mm -hmm. be proud of things that are just sort of innate if there's no like none no external oppression or or no whatever. But then I was thinking, well, I I don't know anyone really who just feels so great about themselves. (laughs) Like, is it ever, does it ever come without some level of struggle? I guess, meaning. Yeah, I I would say yes. Yeah, I would say certainly. And I think those are the times when it's kind of bastardized, right? Mm -hmm. Like white supremacy. Like that is a a sense of pride. That's like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what? it's a it's such a strange kind of sense of pride where it's like okay you you decide that you're better because of the color of your skin or whatever like it's like a comparison to others versus like I feel like pride maybe like pride always as a comparison to others would be manifest in a more negative way versus like it's pride external validation right still seeking that external right like comparing if I'm comparing myself to them and I'm like well you've got it much worse than me it's like you can't enjoy your life without this like other person having a difficult time like that's strange Right. (laughs) (laughs) right right and I feel like there's also um yeah so I'm I'm thinking like okay if I'm just proud of like your home everything yeah and it's like I didn't what if I didn't necessarily put effort into that or or whatever but just to be like okay yes like I'm just going to be proud of everything that I do and everything that I am and it kind of does like dissolve the like I'm just thinking about like trying to like embody that um like as I go through the world and like engage with other people like it almost gives, because that almost gives the message then to everyone else. Like it does that you're so that's going first. Right. Right. Not that you're so great in terms of an ego thing, but just to be like, Oh yeah. Like that. Wow. That person is really like living their life. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's the shining example. It's, you know, the beacon on the Hill, you go first and you Mm -hmm. embody pride of self and this you know ability to be really strong in in your human experience and your soul experience and that gives other people permission if they want to take that permission yeah. I mean like they already have permission but sometimes seeing it embodied yeah for like, sure oh so me too though yeah like, yeah totally 100 yeah. you do like, yeah I hope that everybody does it because then 
there's there's less wars if you're looking for less external validation, right? I matter. Totally. I'm worthy. Let me blow up this fucking world and yeah. show how important important I am versus like I'm really content with myself and I'm proud of who I am and like I don't need to go and prove anything to yeah. anybody. Yeah. I, you know? I, yeah. That's awesome. I like, I love the book, the fountainhead and it gets Mm -hmm. a really bad rap. And because, you know, the conservative vehicle really sunk their teeth into it, but it's a beautiful book and it's, it's written so well. And it's a beautiful story of a person who is fully on his own side, who like he, he's an architect. Howard Rourke is an architect and he loves his work and it's his artistic expression and he's not going to compromise his artistic expression for money. He's not like he, he's, you know, penny pinching through a very large part of it, even though he's like the best architect that anybody knows. Um, And reading that book made me go, Oh, like I don't have to compromise who I am Mm. and I can, and I can rest in like my knowing of myself and regardless of how other people view me, people can tell me that I'm an idiot. People can tell me that I'm great. And it's just kind of the same mm-hmm. thing, you know? Yes. My ego really likes when they tell me I'm great, <laughs> but also I know like it doesn't really mean anything yeah. about who I am. I know who I am. Yeah. And like, as long as I keep showing up with the integrity of how I feel is like good and right in this world. Like mm-hmm. I'm fucking set. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Cause it's almost like, I feel like the word is very charged. Like pride is very uh, like a charged yeah. up word. And, yeah. and it almost feels like you're neutralizing it in a way it's like, or you're like using it in this like kind of neutral way, because if you're, if you're just proud, then you're not, you know, pulled by these the negative and the positive you're just kind right. of like in this neutral space of like existing authentically yeah. really yeah and then it's you know the I I think that it, and you can certainly have too much like you can have too much of anything so if I'm overly proud and that begins to like show up in ways where it's like, I feel like I have to like prove how great I am. Mm -hmm. Then, then we get into like the sticky area of like ego and humanness and Mm -hmm. like, you know, not that I'm not, yeah, definitely a human. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're not authentically proud anymore, really. Like you're not actually. Right. You're it's like, it's, it's covering something up. Right. Usually like those people who are like overly pushing of like how great I am. There's a a deficit. Right. That's happening that they're trying to fill up. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any examples? Like if you're willing to share of, of, I guess like those early moments of kind of recognizing like, Oh, now that I feel proud, I'm having this sort of like change in experience or like, is there any specific example that you can think of or point to in your own life Mm -hmm. that changed? I think, yeah, I think the, what, what's coming to my head here is how practicing pride Mm. shows up. Um, Because since it was so charged, it was uncomfortable 
to kind of lean into it. It was uncomfortable to like throw my shoulders back and stick my chest out when I was like really feeling it. Um, but what it does is it begins to like expand the person, the experience, the, the capacity. Um, and it reminds me of that book that you recommended to me, the big leap mm. where it's like, expanding your capacity for these good feelings. And, and as I practice pride, I'm able to go, okay, um, I haven't done this before. It feels a little uncomfortable to do, but I'm going to allow myself to really bask in this success to really enjoy, you know, my, my meanness, Mm -hmm. you know, and in doing that, it's just, it makes the world, it makes my experience more delicious. It makes it like so much, I get to hold on to the, you know, moments of greatness for longer, as opposed to like, oh, they, you know, you know, it comes, joy comes and it just kind of shows up, but you know, then it goes away and it's like, well, wait, why don't I let it, let myself bask in it? The mm. same way that we talk about like basking in, in deep sadness, bask in great joy and pride and, and see how that feels. Cause that's pretty awesome too. Yeah. I almost feel like it becomes a building block in a way. This mm. is something that I've really struggled with. Um, like in my early twenties, when I would like accomplish something, it, you know, the feeling of the joy from that lasted so, so little time, you know, like, and so it kind of put me in this, you know, which I don't regret. Like I kind of stopped focusing on like ambition because I just realized like, oh, whenever I'm achieving goals, like it's so fleeting the satisfaction. Mm. So like, what else is there? Which kind of goes back to our like Mm. journey versus destination conversation. But I feel like pride in a way, like when you're saying, oh, you can kind of bask in it and kind of take that on your, cause I feel like it, it both left me with feeling like not drawn to being ambitious, which I don't mind at mm. all, but I think it also contributed to like, um, a, an identity that like, wasn't able, you know, I couldn't hold, which I also in a way, like don't mind, but that can come with a lot of like self-doubt when you like, can't really like point to like, okay, this is who I am, or this is, you know, it kind of removes some of that. Cause you're just in this like nebulous space, which like, again, I'm kind yeah. of like, I think that there's like a value to that, but I also really see the value to using pride as a building block of like creating a life that you enjoy and like a person, like to be a person that you're proud of by like acknowledging yourself for the things that you're doing rather than just yeah. being like everything is nothing <laughs> like which yeah, is like yeah, what yeah. I what I have <laughs> done a Settled lot on, yeah. yeah right and I also well, the feel, thing yeah, yeah go ahead no go ahead I was just gonna say the thing another thing about pride is that it motivates you to go to the next step mm, yeah and like allowing yourself to really bask in it and 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 accept your accomplishments mm-hmm. says yeah, I've done it. And, and now, and now, and now, you know, like it's the, it's the continuation of the journey. Right. And then it raises your standards for the journey. Yeah. I'm almost getting like the image for myself of like, it's almost like I just would do a lot of like drawings and then erase, 
<laughs> erase them yeah. <laughs> instead of yeah. like doing a drawing and then doing another drawing and then doing another. It's like, I'm just using the same piece of paper over and over again. Like that's sort of like what I see as in a way, like the difference, like the pride allows you to be like, ah, yes, I've like done this thing. And now I will like hang it on the fridge (laughs) for everyone to see. (laughs) Right. Right. Do something else. And And then, and then, and also I can like study now I can look at it and study it and go, "Mm, the next time I paint, the next time I draw, I'm going to do this differently. Yeah. I'm going to incorporate this. Oh, I'm going to pull from this. I'm going to use part of this, you know, like, and also then you get to look at it and you go, and you can look at your progress and go, mm-hmm, okay, I'm not going to diminish my capacity to draw, right. you know, or whatever it is when you're, when you're feeling proud of something, it raises these standards, you know, mm-hmm. you have a, a great relationship with your, with someone and you're like, oh, I'm so proud of this relationship mm-hmm. that influences all the next relationships you mm-hmm. have. Cause you're not, you don't want to like, backslide you don't want to like right. then accept something less so any creation any work any relationship it's like having pride in these things is you know it's so useful yeah and I think that the the messaging of like pride is bad is it's hurting our resilience it 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 makes us less um you know, it makes us care less about things. Like you said, like nothing matters. Well, if I'm proud of something, that means that I care a lot about it. Yeah, it does matter. And it like, yeah, it really does become sort of a building block. And I also see it as in a way, like an antidote to shame, because I also, I feel like when I do something, sometimes it's like I do something and then I like, you know, put myself out there and then I feel shame. But if I were to Mm. feel pride, it's sort of like, I've never thought of those two things as opposite or like an Mm. antidote, but I really like now that we're talking about it and seeing like, oh yeah, I think it like they sort of might be like, they might not be, I mean, in a way I'm like, yeah, maybe they are two kind of opposite, you know, emotions or Uh I'm also wondering if the, if the shame that comes out from putting something out is tied to external validation Mm -hmm. versus internal satisfaction right? of like, like, Ooh, I love this thing that I made and I love that I made it. And I'm proud of myself for trying and I'm proud of myself for putting it out there. Totally. Regardless of the response. Yeah. It's almost like a a photograph of like, you're looking at the negative or (laughs) exactly. That was an inside joke for everyone. Um, if you're following me on Instagram, then you'll know all the inside <laughs> jokes between yeah. me and Teotra. Um, yeah, like it's like almost looking at the negative or versus like the actual photograph of like, what are you choosing? Are you choosing to see everything that sort of like went wrong as like the main event or everything that feels weird about it as the main event versus right. being right. like, I did it like versus the positive of like, what did happen? What did go right? Like where what did you do that, um, (laughs) you know, that there is like, there's probably always something to be proud of, even if it went horribly wrong. Like there's probably, if you showed up, yeah. If you showed up for something, yeah, there's definitely something to be proud of. Yeah. Showing up is like, it's such a, it's such a huge step and that's such a huge practice showing up as much as you can show up and seeing what comes, you know, and, and collecting the information that you get from that and growing. It's so beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I feel like, oh, like I just loved, I love our I conversation mean, we that we have. Hours and hours. <laughs> I feel like really proud of our conversation. <laughs> Me too. It's so fun. Like, I don't know that 
I think that the human mind is so interesting. I think the human condition is so interesting. And and I love to be able to, you know, talk about it in a way that is really palatable and and can like clear up some confusion because so so many times like we're stuck in our own experience and it feels really heavy and it feels really scary and mucky. Um, but you know, if we can inject a little bit of humor because it's just like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, nothing matters also. Like that's yeah, also that's right. true. Right. But also everything can matter. And like it's just I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's um I think it's such a shame when that isn't available for people. And I think a lot of times it's not available. Mm-hmm. Um and that's why I love doing the work that I do, really truly. Yeah. It's so, I mean, it's such like a blessing, I think, to people. And it's just so yeah, for people to have someone who can just like see a little bit wider than they yeah. can or like yeah. to see a little bit beyond like what are your own thought patterns. And I feel like we used I used to always think, well, why would anyone need like a therapist or a coach or all yeah. these things and but it's just become so and I feel so blessed to have, you know, friends who are like so smart and wise and will engage yeah. with me in these kinds of topics. So you know, I get so much through them, but I also have worked with coaches and I've worked with you. And I feel yeah. like there's just something to having someone else reflect back to you. Yeah. <laughs> a different way of looking at it, or even just reflecting back how you're looking at it. So you can hear it from an external perspective. Like, I feel like that there's just, it's so valuable and so needed just because like the world is like chaotic and (laughs) it's hard to piece things apart. And so to to have someone to be there to do that and like help you through that, whatever it is like is, yeah, I just think it's so, so valuable. And hopefully like this conversation and like, you know, that's why I have this podcast too, is like, hopefully to have conversations that kind of, you know, piece yeah and like piece things apart and really like go into the detail which I feel like can sometimes be annoying for people but I'm always like let's unravel this thing like come yeah I talk about every element of it because I just feel like there's in doing that is like how you get to like write the core of like the truth sort of yeah to 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 create more clarity I think yeah. is never a bad thing yeah I think that it's always you know the more information we have the the more wisdom we get to draw from sure. and and I think that, um, yes, the world is really chaotic and we can also create so much more ease and peace mm-hmm. in our own lives, which then translates into the rest of the world. Yeah. That's so cool. Because our reality is really the, the, the thoughts and creations of our own mind. And so mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, what, which one do I want to make? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. And just to see yeah, just like just to unravel, like I always just come back to that metaphor of like unraveling the knots that we've created yeah. and like lived yeah. by. Yeah. And sometimes you find a knot and you're like, oh, I've unraveled it, but also it's this is still useful. And I don't have yeah. to like re-ravel it, but I can like use all of the threads from the knot and like build and weave yeah. a whole new fabric. Ooh. Oh my God, the metaphor is there. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for coming and talking to me today. I love this conversation and I definitely want to have you on again to talk about other, I mean, yeah, like you said, we could talk forever and and I feel like every conversation that we have is 
always so interesting about any topic. So I agree. It's great. I'm looking forward to that. Um, please come and find me at the Westside Comedy Theater on the first and third Mondays of the month. I am on a team called Heatstroke. We do clowning and it's a riot. Um, so we'll be there through May. Um, or you can find me on Instagram at Deirdre for a day, the number four, um, and figure out how to spell my name. Cause good luck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I will put that in the show notes and also in the title, <laughs> everyone will know how to spell your name. And just in yes. case someone is in California, but like somehow doesn't know us, the Westside Comedy Theater is in Santa Monica, California. Yes. Yes. We assume yes. that everyone knows, but who knows everyone this knows. podcast could yeah. blow the F up. Hell yeah. <laughs> people could not know. And like, reach, if you have any questions about anything we've talked about, you're more than welcome to reach out to me via Instagram. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. It's very generous. I'm on there far too much. Same. <laughs> Sometimes Same. we're just like having conversations I know. on Instagram and I'm like, she knows that I'm on, huh? I always <laughs> think I'm like, everyone can see the green dot or whatever that says I'm like <laughs> online right now. <laughs> I'm proud of that. I'm, I'm proud, proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I am, I am interactive with my audience. I'm proud of it. Exactly. Okay. Thanks, Deidre. Thanks everyone for listening. If you like the podcast, please leave me a rating and review. That would be so lovely. And send this episode to all of your friends and your family. And um, thanks for listening. <laughs>